All right. We are live today on the uh, Commissioner. Welcome to my Commissioner Evaluation Podcast. I'm John McGlynn. You can find me on the Twitter machine at John McGlynn 75 Nice and simple. This show is just me having some fun with uh, some awesome people in the fantasy football world that you know and I love. And uh, thanks to Nick Scrib for letting me use his platform to make this all happen. As you probably already know, he's trying to build a uh, TikTok follower. So please give him a, a follow on TikTok at you know P2W Fantasy. And um, we play his intro. If I can find it, I'm terrible with this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, video clips. Here we go. Mm. We'll do that one. All right. All right. We're not doing an intro today. <laughs> that, was, that was an intro. That was something. That was a part of an intro. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, um, today I had the pleasure of pulling up a chair and a laptop with me. It's he. That old SFD, Superflex dude himself, John Hogue. We, what's going on, John? Nada, man. It's uh, finally in the off season and get to turn our attention to starting new leagues and uh, um, you know get back to roster management. We don't have to care about what's actually happening on the field anymore. It's kind of nice. Kind of nice. Yeah, we usually talk about current events, some NFL rumors, injuries, waiver wire pickups, all kind of stuff in season. But today is special, not only because it's the off season and there's not much going on in the NFL, but it's also I, I know a lot of things. Uh, I know a lot of things that you like and players you like, so it's a little easier yeah. to ask questions today. So, yeah, uh, there, you, won't be, there, there won't you, be too much Marcus Mariota or Jameis Winston stuff. Like, yeah, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I love Mariota. We can talk Mariota. Uh, yeah. Winston it's all it's all just relative man like the problem was you know people were just people were focusing on the 30 touchdown passes and completely ignoring the 30 interceptions from Jameis Winston like I yeah I hate that (laughs) if we can put it all in perspective and just call him what he is which is you know a very a, a very high ceiling low floor <laughs> nfl quarterback there you go uh, yeah i'm i'm i'll i'll talk about that i'll i i'm all for it uh in the right pers- in the right context yeah i own him pretty much in almost every league i'm in so he's not going anywhere <laughs> i know you do <laughs> <laughs> he's right. a value right now man he is a value he's i mean i, I if you were if, if you were to like use your leagues and find the people who use trade calculators you could get james winston for a song and a dance right now probably Yep. No. All right. First of all, tell me about yourself and where the Twitter machine can find you and what you do in the fantasy football world that makes everyone want to follow you. Ooh, that last one. I, I, I don't honestly know nope. <laughs> something, something, uh, something worked, but I'm at <laughs> Superflex dude on Twitter, uh, host of the Superflex super show. And, uh, I write on occasion. I rank. There you go. I, I do ranking Superflex dynasty rankings for dynasty uh, that's why they keep me around. Plus, I run uh, ADP mock drafts. So the ADP, you find it DLF, the Superflex ADP. Uh, those are mock drafts that I that I built. So uh, yeah, fun. I don't I don't write very many articles anymore, but uh, yeah. they're okay with it. So 
I wrote about three articles in my entire life. I'm not a writer. It takes me, <laughs> first of all, even if it, I'm not, I'm not a writer to begin with. And then it takes me about two weeks to type out what I finally wrote at the end of it. So I'm, yeah. I, you know, it just, it takes forever for me to type. I'm a terrible typer. <laughs> There's uh, just no return on it either. Like nobody wants, at least my belief, and I don't have any access to the, to the DLF analytics or anything, but I have a hard time believing that people actually really read articles. I don't know. Sorry, I mean, like sorry to all the writers out there, but I just I I don't buy it, man. I don't I'm in the same boat. Nobody's got time anymore. Nobody has yeah. time. You know, it's back in the day before podcasts were a big thing. You know, you had to read all these articles. You had to buy the magazines. You had to buy the uh, you know or look on when you know. I guess before Twitter was around, people would put things on. You know, I don't. There's a couple people. Couple people put things on Facebook or some other kind of. Uh, um networks but everything was magazines you, you got professional stuff in magazines and you watch sunday morning countdown or sunday morning injury report or the thursday yahoo shows or whatever they were yep. and that's kind of how you get your information i don't i don't i've never been one to be like oh wow i'm gonna read this 440 page uh you know manifesto about uh <laughs> next year it's not, no not gonna happen man right right so, i mean sorry. we 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 read the primer and that's about it <laughs> yeah yeah that's uh that's one thing that I, it was cool to, to see the primer, right? and, and and I saw what Mike put into it, putting that thing out. You know, it was a crazy lot of work, but um, it's I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how the hell you you type so, you do something like that and do anything else besides that. You know, but, when you you actually watched him do it, I remember you telling me stories about like about hanging out and watching football with tags, and then he just kind of gets up and starts writing and just like. Yeah, I've got what thirty thousand words to write or whatever. And yeah, and I'm like, what do you just copy and paste this thing every week and like change a couple <laughs> words? He's like, no, man. I start from the beginning. Everybody's different. There's guys hurt. There's this and that. And with, I mean, thank God, you know, that I, 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 these guys this year who took care of their primer, they would write stuff. And I, you know, I was, I was thinking about writing something on my own. You know, like kind of like just trying to start writing. And with all this COVID stuff, every 20 minutes, things changed. You know, this guy got yeah. COVID, that guy's out, and you have to write up a whole I, – I, I don't know how those guys did it, you know. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know. I know. What's, yeah. your, what's your favorite part of the whole online experience, you know, the Twitter experience? I guess DFS, best ball, dynasty leagues, podcasting, writing, ranking, mock drafts. Um, I know how, I can only imagine <laughs> how fun running mock drafts is for you, but uh, doing great or something else. Yeah, I mean, setting up the mock drafts kind of sucks, but uh, it's actually that that might actually be my answer. I mean, I love podcasting. Uh, I I I like the rankings. It's more I don't like doing rankings. I don't like like putting together rankings. It's 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 tedious, man. But uh, some of the reactions I get sometimes makes it worthwhile. Um, I don't like Twitter. <laughs> I think Twitter is the wrong tool for what we're doing, but, uh, it, I don't know. It can, it can be fun. It can be interesting. The game itself obviously is, is why we're all here, but the mock drafts are probably the most fun part to me just because, you know, we're like, we're creating something that's going to be used by a lot of people, but like, it's not just me doing it, you know, it's, it's me, it's a bunch of different people coming in and joining me and helping with this. And they're all kind of taking their own approach and their own using their own strategies, uh, you know, to put these rosters together in these mock drafts. But the finished product 
is just kind of like this work of art with like 48 different people, uh, 48 different artists all involved. And I think it's a lot of fun. I think, I think we end up with, you know, a very useful tool. Um, but in the meantime, it's just kind of fun to, to just have, you know, that many people all involved all at once, just kind of working on the same thing together. Yeah. I've done plenty of those mock drafts that, uh, you know, I yeah. try to do like one or two a year, every year, just to kind of, See where I'm at, what the flow of stuff's going. One of the, like when you first start them and one towards the end, and I, I I'll try to do one rookie rookie mock draft too. Also, um, I, you know they're 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 fun to me. It's it, it's I, I think I, I don't like when I'm in the drafts and you know people time out or people just quit or people like goes to auto drafts. Yeah. You know, like it's like why would you do this if you don't have you know if you don't if you had no intention of finishing you know I, yeah don't sign up if you're not gonna. I take it serious. You know, I I I, yeah. I have my own ranking. I guess my own kind of ranking system anyway, but. uh you know, I, I take those mocks seriously because I know a lot of people are looking at that kind of stuff from DLF. People pay a lot of money to use DLF for rankings, for you know, DL, for ADP, for things like that. And, and I take it seriously, and I'm and I'm glad you guys do that for people. It means a lot to me that you guys put the time in. I just don't know how it's got to be like, like, like herding cats trying to get everybody in there, like you know, <laughs> and get these things started and going. And I, I see Ryan always putting stuff out, and you putting stuff out all the time. I'm like, man. It's all I got to do is put my email in and wait for this thing to start. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> yeah. it's so much easier on my side. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, it it that part is kind of tedious. Like the key is to get them start, like get through round one as fast as you possibly can. Yeah. Because then everybody's everybody's committed, everyone's into it and alert. And but yeah, it that like just getting them off the ground sometimes does get a little. Uh, it's a little stressful and a little frustrating, but like I said, it's, it's all about, and, and I really appreciate it when people kind of keep, you know, keep it in perspective themselves too, when you join a mock draft and think about what it is you're doing and what it is you're kind of being a part of here yeah. and you know, what we're creating, which again, like is something that a lot of people are going to see. A lot of people are going to use. I think it's one of the more, you know, I, I think that when people go to DynastyLeagueFootball.com, this is my guess, is the things that get the most hits are probably the rankings, the ADP, and, you know, maybe maybe some of the, the other tools that we have, the Trade Finder, uh, uh, probably gets used a lot. But, you know, I think the big ones are the rankings and the ADP. And so it's like, you're you know, you're kind of helping in a sense – build this tool that thousands of people are going to use. Yeah. You know, every single month. So, you know, it's, if, if people kind of keep that in perspective a little bit and, uh, you know, take it seriously and think about uh, how useful it can be when it's good and when it's strong, you know, it, I think, uh, I think every time I see that, that tweet from, uh, you know, Ryan about, Hey, I'm doing these mocks again. I always, I, I just, I inbox him like if you need one more guy or somebody drops out, let me know. I think I, I think I've done it like 15 times a year. If you need one more guy, let me know. He never gets back to me. I must be a bad uh, drafter or something. But or, <laughs> or they fill up pretty. Is there a waiting list for those for those drafts, or they fill up pretty fast, or are they? Uh, a lot of times you kind of struggling to fill those things up. His fill super fast. I know that. Um, okay. Yeah, and he gets a lot of new drafters every single every single month. Uh, which is kind of cool too. Um, mine, 
sometimes it's a little bit of a struggle to get all mine filled, but like I, I, I always end up doing it. It just kind of takes a while sometimes. I didn't. Um, but, I didn't know you guys had separate. I thought it was all in the same database. So I, I guess I'll start sending you inbox. Let me know if you need a, a saw guy. Well, now you know you yeah. need a guy. If you need a guy, just send. Just take my email and just send me one. Here you go. Shut up and draft the team. All right. Nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine are super flex. His are one QB, and it always. It, it's. I'm always just like, wait. So why are his so much more popular? Right. One QB sucks. Super right. flex is where it's at. How Agreed. is he filling the? Oh, because he's Ryan McDowell, right? <laughs> of course, <laughs> silly me. He followed me. I said it was my Christmas wish. Like I'm like last year, my Twitter Christmas Christmas thing was like, if only John Ryan McDowell could follow me on Twitter, that'd be the best thing. I had Merry Christmas. He's like, gladly, and I muted me. Like, yeah. Like, All right. Thanks. Here you go. Now I never hear you again. Shut your face. <laughs> yeah, I screenshotted that one, and I screenshotted when uh, Mike Wright Hitman followed me. Oh yeah, those were those are kind of the big ones so far. Yeah, Scott Fish was a big stepping stone. Uh, you know, yeah. Ryan McDowell. Those, you know, it's. I do a lot of uh, you know, um, commissioner stuff. So those two guys really mean a lot to me. When it, you know, commissioner. I just listened to to the uh, Commissioner Impossible um, podcast. I know way to work. To, I know way to work. So I love that show. I love all their stuff. It's um, it's great to listen to that kind of stuff. To me, yeah. You know, some people hate commissioners, so they don't. You know, they really don't give a shit what they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is kind of crazy because I, I mean, like, you don't even have to be the commissioner to appreciate, you know, Commission Impossible or to appreciate what you're doing here, you know, with Commissioner Evaluation. Like, this is uh, there are things that you can get from those podcasts and bring it to your commissioner. You don't have to be the commissioner. Like, it still gives you good ideas that you can bring to your league to improve it, um, to, you know, fix things that are broken. And sometimes, hell, even just start a new league because you're just like, oh, I heard this idea from John McGlynn. Like, I'm going to try this. This sounds awesome, you know? Yeah, I, I commission nothing but home league. So it's a little bit – some people are like, I hate divisions. I hate – you know, that's stupid. Divisions are terrible. Well, we have a lot of fun <laughs> things that involve divisions. That well, You know, we'll talk about some of that stuff later. But there's when you're in a home league, it's a lot more, I guess – you know, we see there's a league. I, I we have two league parties in the off season. We get together a lot during the season too because, you know, whoever wins the the, the toilet bowl gets to pick the, the the draft lottery location, the rules meeting location, that kind of stuff. And yeah. then whoever wins the main league gets to pick the actual uh, the um, location, the bar, the restaurant, whatever it is for the actual rookie draft every year. So we get together twice a year. You know, sometimes it's, you know it's usually like ten or eleven people. Sometimes it's always the twelve, but. Uh, you know, at least it's out there for everybody to kind of get together, hang out, and you know, meet new people. And it's all people, I, you know, it's guys I found on, on the Twitter machine. You know, Scott Sidlow. Uh, you know, I, James Catulus was in my league for a year or two before he unfortunately died. You know, and then like uh, that guy drove from Whitewater, Wisconsin, out to come to my backyard to draft. You know, and I, I, I felt so bad because last draft he showed up with a uh, a James. Jeez. Um, uh, uh, he showed up with the running back. Oh my god, I don't know why. I'm oh, thinking. Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan, yeah. Why am I thinking? That was he had the Jonathan guy. Taylor jersey on, and and Paul uh, P. Win Dynasty traded up to get right ahead of him to take <laughs> to, to, to take it right before James. And James like you son of a. Bitch. Oh, that's messed up. JT was 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 the brains guy, man. He I remember Taylor was still two years away from getting to the NFL. And James in a Devi league traded away prime Ezekiel Elliott for Jonathan Taylor Jr. in college. <laughs> like yeah. straight up traded Zeke for JT. 
shit. Like that's how that's how into Taylor he was. So, man, it, it's it's so unfortunate that he never got to see Taylor as a pro. Yeah, he'd be loving it right now. Yeah, it was. Uh, I just joined the campus Canton League, and we. Uh, it's my first time, so I'm. I'm in. We're in. Lead, we're in round like thirty two right now of all college players that I've never even heard of before. My mind is like a complete scramble of people. I'm, I'm doing research on. You know, I, I don't even know half these names of the people I just drafted. So, <laughs> it, but it, it's super cool because as this progresses, I'll be. I'll know people. I'll have research people. I'll be. I'll, I'll know like kind of who's coming out, who's coming in. I got I to draft a couple of kids that my son played with in high school, you know? It, yeah. So it's, uh, but as of right now, like I, I think I, my mind has never been more mush in my life talking about fantasy football players than it is right now. Cause it is this <laughs> campus of Canton league, but uh, nice. it, it happens. But uh, yeah. what's uh, what's your, what was your favorite hobby before uh, besides, besides fantasy football? Like it, before you got into this, what did you used to do for fun or what are you doing for fun on the side when you're not doing fantasy football stuff now? Yeah, I'm a musician. I, I've got a few of them, but the big one is music. Uh, I'm a, a singer. Um, I play a little guitar, just kind of like I, I learned just enough guitar to be able to write my own songs, like punk rock songs. So we're talking, you know, three note chords, power chords with heavy distortion. So that it sounds the exact same regardless. So um, but like, you know, I and write little riffs here and there. So uh, a, a little bit of guitar. I'm, I'm, I'm not particularly good at guitar, but you know, I enjoy it and, uh, you know, singing and, and man, being up on stage with my friends, um, there, I have, it, it, I, I don't know of a drug that'll give you a high, like getting up in front of thousands of people and singing for an hour. It's, it's nuts, man. It's like the ultimate thrill seeker thing for me. So Good for you, man, I'm glad yeah. you're living on that out. I didn't know that about you. I'm glad I asked. So that's, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There, I, like I said, I've got, I've got a bunch of irons in the fire, but that's, that one goes back to when I was 18 years old, I started the current, the band that I've got now, I just turned 40 uh, a couple months ago and, and the band has been, I mean, I like I've I've turned over every other position other than myself. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've just I've kept it going this long. It's uh, for you. It, it's a part of my life forever, I think. I love to hear that, man. I just play darts and drink beers on the weekends. So that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do that, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when the show's over, there you go. Start drinking beers and throwing some darts. That's yep. <laughs> Uh, what's your favorite draft day food when you're glued to TV watching Ride Roger Goodell uh, make kids' dreams come true? Well, as you know, uh, on the Superflex Super Show, we've been doing a live show uh, the last several years. And in fact, uh, I'm hoping that you'll join me this year. All right. Uh, on the live show. But uh, yeah, so it doesn't leave a whole lot of time for for eating when uh like it, it would just make for a terrible youtube video <laughs> just <laughs> me working my way through some ribs or something which is not something that people should eat in public anyways so like uh yeah i don't i don't know that i really have one i guess uh but I, you know definitely beer um definitely beer it, i don't know if that counts but uh maybe i'll freeze them into popsicles so that we can make it count as a food <laughs> I unfortunately got asked to stand up. And, well, I guess I shouldn't say unfortunately, but I'm standing up in a wedding 
and the wedding is the rehearsals on Thursday night, and the wedding is on Friday night, the same weekend as the NFL draft. I'm no. like, you gotta be kidding me. No, I'm like, it doesn't you guys? I mean, it's like scheduling a super, <laughs> like a, uh, like a, it's like scheduling a wedding on a Super Bowl or something like that. As far right. as I'm concerned, it's if this guy doesn't watch football, his wife doesn't give one f's about football, you know, and it's like. You gotta be kidding me! I'm like, yeah. I, sh- I should have said no. I'm just not. Like, here's 200 bucks. Go fucking pound sand, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it still feels like they do that shit on purpose. Like yeah. it's like you're just you're just being belligerent about football. Like yeah, you shouldn't care about football. Like it's it, my wedding is more important. It's like <laughs> your wedding is important too. How about you're, that? You're right. <laughs> I feel like now I know what these. It was a big joke. I was at the NFL draft in uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, with tags and uh, you know his. The, uh, the fantasy pros guys and all these all these women were pissed off because they were throwing their bachelorette parties the same weekend as the NFL draft. And like, what is this bullshit? They ruined my weekend with all these football nerds around here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now, now I kind of know that feeling of like getting cock blocked on this, you know, but whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> so unfortunately, I'll have to wait till next year to join the live show unless we're doing like day three or something. But uh, man, this is uh Terrible, uh, terrible situation for me. So I've made my own mock drafts since I think I was in eighth grade, like for freshman year in high school and stuff. I've I've loved the draft. I've always, I mean, I I can't remember not making a mock draft. Yeah, you know, people for rounds one, and then I'll try and do rounds two, and you know, some you know sometimes get through round three. I've never gone all seven rounds because I don't you know I really I'm not an IDP guy either. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I'll just try and draft offensive players where they're going to go in round you know one two three. And this, I was kind of happy because they said, that, you know, could you stand at my wedding? And I know the wedding rehearsals are usually on Thursday. And this whole first round of the draft is going to be a couple of people, mostly defensive players, offensive linemen, stuff like that. So I'm like, cool, day two is going to be really the offensive powerhouse day for day two and three are going to be offensive powerhouse days for uh, the draft this year. And I was super yeah. excited to see that. And uh, now the wedding's on Friday. I'm like, son of a. Oh. <laughs> yeah i couldn't i'm like all right i can live with this i guess as long as i get my my day two in i'll be okay you know but no, so <laughs> i guess this is a draft class to miss if you're gonna do it yeah this is i don't know this this sounds like this is gonna be rough at least for fantasy purposes it sounds like this is gonna be a a, a down year like to a point on super show i've been telling people to sell out of get out of 2022 and load up on 2023 because that's where you're going to actually transform your team yeah I, you know like everybody's saying though it's you have a lot of depth players here you know it's going to be a lot of positions to be filled in the nfl there's a lot of depth players but we're not going to have anything near like this we've been spoiled the last couple of years with the nfl drafts with receivers coming out and running backs and yep. you know this there's a lot of like a lot of uh roster clogger kind of guys here a handful of decent players but yeah it's if they, you're right if there's ever a draft to lose to not see i guess it'd probably be this year's one it's kind of boring but still yeah. doesn't make me feel better yeah, so. yeah, for sure. Still rather be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, uh, you know, I, I know you run all your leagues on, on, on MFL. Yep. And I like MFL, but I am not a computer person. I don't ever have my computer on me. I have my cell phone on me all the time. And MFL is a pain in the butt on a cell phone. I mean, some yes. people say, no, I still do it on my Safari and I just switch over. But it's not the same. It's not mm-hmm. easy. It's not like Sleeper. Now, as a commissioner, Using NFL is fabulous. I, all the options that Sleeper doesn't have, that ESPN doesn't have, that Yahoo doesn't have, MFL has all that stuff. And I wouldn't even mind paying the 75 bucks, but everybody hates using it because it's so hard to kind of get through. If you're, it takes a year to get used to it in reality. But mm-hmm. once you get used to it, it's a great site as far as I'm concerned. But it's just hard getting my, my league mates to 
to jump on. Now we went from ESPN right to MFL and try a, two, a year and a half of MFL. And these guys are like, that's it. I can't take it anymore. I'm missing the waiver wires. I'm, I'm missing all this other shit. And I mean, especially when you go to a football game on a Sunday, if you don't have real good service, you're trying to navigate through all the stuff on MFL. It's, it's for some reason it's, it, it's, it doesn't go through a lot. There's, I don't want to completely bash MFL, but at the same time, like sleeper just seems to be so much better for the common person that just uses cell phone nowadays. And I just kind of want to see like, where are you at? Cause you live you probably live on MFL, right? I do. And, and like you said, I mean, it's, it's, it, you know, I, I got used to it. I got good at navigating all the, the different settings. Cause there is a lot, there's a lot that you can do with it, which is, it's good and it's bad. You know, it's, it's nice to have that much flexibility and that much control over your own league. Uh, but there's a lot to do <laughs> just to set up a, a basic league. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it, 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 it's definitely an acquired taste. You definitely have to be used to it and be comfortable with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, like the fact that I'm used to it is, uh, is a big part of it, but I also just like, once you get to that point, you kind of start to notice some of the differences and they, they seem small on the surface, but you know, a big thing for me with sleeper, I cannot read those draft boards. That makes no freaking sense to oh, me. Okay. Like, and especially like when you have trades, the way it doesn't move the player, like it leaves him in the draft slot and then just kind of right at the top, just puts that little slip of like that. This is a team that actually yeah. drafted him instead of moving him, you know, over to that player's uh, uh, over to that team or something like something to make it more readable. Yeah, that's but. that is one um, situation that um, the the thing I don't like about sleep that I like about MFL is <laughs> like the tier. I'm a scoring guy. If every game was 478 to 462, I would be in heaven. You know, I love PPR. <laughs> I love every scoring advantage known to man. And you can only have like it only gives you a bonus for like 300 and 400 yards passing. You know. There's, yeah. there's there was a handful of 500 games yard pass 500 game 500 yard passing games this year. There was there's rushing games that went over 200 yards. There's receiving yards that went over 200 yards. There's bonuses on MFL that I love using all the way to from zero to 100 or zero to 1,000. I want to use all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I want the 126 pack of Corello Crans. I don't want to use the five pack of Crans that I can only do so much with. You know that's right. that's that's kind of the difference between MFL and ESP and uh, Sleeper for me. But um, yeah. when you're doing it, the, the chat on sleeper is so much easier. Like you're on sleeper and you can just yeah. kind of, that, that, that is that, that built into MFL. And I love MFL. If MFL was, had a site, a, 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 a app for your phone, anywhere near as good as sleeper does, there would be no such thing as sleeper right now. Right. You know? <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I know the MFL, uh, platinum is very good for drafting. Um, and I mean, it works pretty well for setting lineups, but yeah, that's for a commissioner. I mean, like it's, it's just got a, a button that you push for commissioner info and it basically just takes you to, you know, a, a browser of the, of the website version of MFL. So yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's, it's not great where sleeper is just kind of its own thing on the app, you know? Yeah, I could do I, I, literally. You could do more things on the app on the on your cell phone. You can on the desktop version of Sleeper. I, yeah. I think Sleeper is the opposite of MFL, where it's terrible on a desktop and it's great on a laptop. Or I'm on a, I'm on a cell phone, and there's the commissioner tools on on Sleeper 
is literally just you go to settings and it says you know regular or commissioner you know or whatever it is in commissioner you go to commissioner and you can do all those things that nobody else has a functionality with minus yourself and probably your two other co-commissioners mm-hmm. and it's uh you know it has the same thing for mfl but nobody knows how to use a lot of that stuff and if you mess up on mfl sometimes you know it's it's kind of hard to change some of the setting it takes a while to dig out what you did wrong but there's so many more options so i'd rather have that problem of trying to dig something out than not have the option at all right yeah so. here's a big difference for me and i i won't even say that it's better on MFL. I think this, this is preferential. Like I could almost make the argument this, that sleeper is better for my purposes, but this is something that like people don't really think about, but this is actually a pretty big deal in season is the fact that, so sleeper gives you a lineup that you have to fill out, right? It's like yeah. quarterback, two wide receivers, two running backs, and then however many flex in a super flex, you know, uh, MFL just says pick 11 players. You can pick, you know, you can pick, uh, one, you have to have at least one quarterback, but you can pick a second one if you want. You don't have to, but you're not designating which one is your quarterback and which one is your super flex, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. I and like that, that, that kind of causes problems for more casual players, uh, you know, when uh, uh the sleeper version because. You know, we always you'll see it on Twitter all the time, especially at the beginning of the season. Everybody tweets, oh, just a friendly reminder, get your Thursday night players out of your flex spots. You know, and the reason is like if you've got a, a player playing on Monday night who's in uh who's in your you know, your running back spot and he ends up getting hurt and doesn't end up playing in the game. Well, now you have to replace him with a running back. It can't be a flex. Yeah. Yeah. Most likely it's going to be a zero. And it's one of three guys who are available that haven't played yet. Right. Right. Yeah. But, you know, so instead of being able to just replace him with whoever's available, um, you have to replace him with a running back. And so they're always telling you, yeah, you know, make sure that you get your Thursday night players out of the flex spots, leave the flex spots for those later people, those later players. So that, you know, just on the off chance that you have to replace them, you can replace a running back with a wide receiver at flex. It's a very, very long-winded way of saying it kind of creates some some traps a little bit. I like the strategy of it, but for more casual players who don't want to have to think about shit like that, yeah, you know, it's much easier on MFL. You just put, you know, here's your 10 players. You know, and if one of them gets hurt, you just replace them with another one. Yeah. One of the biggest things I found about MFL that, that, that Sleeper that can't even touch right now is the salary cap and the years of service stuff. When you have those really, um, they're really, I guess, I was in a couple leagues with salary. I did not like them whatsoever. Years of service, salary cap, you know, and it's free agency. Where if you cut guys, it's, it's 25% off or 50% off if you, you cut their salary. Or I don't know how many of those leagues you do. But they are not for me. I'm a trader. I like moving stuff. I like I like a league that's fluid all the time, constantly trading. You know, all, all kind of draft picks going back and forth. It is almost impossible to trade in those leagues that have salary cap and years of service. But at the same time, it there's so much more. It's labor intensive to like keep that league going. Mm-hmm. You're tra- literally when you're in year three of Saquon Barkley on a three year contract, and he's got sixty five dollars out of a two hundred dollars salary cap, three hundred dollars salary cap. 
you're not moving him for nothing more than like a second round pick, a mid second round pick when he when he was in his prime, you know. Right. It's just uh, it is what it is. I, I'm not sure how often how many of those leagues you're in that are salary cap and and yours of service, but they are tough. Yeah, yeah. I've I've I always like to have one or two of them just because it's when uh, Ryan McDowell has uh, the kitchen sink league. Uh, I'm in one of those. And uh, that has salaries, uh, salary caps, um, or not, I, I, it's not actually salaries, but it's contracts. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, it's like, it's Devi, it's, he's got restricted free agency and um, uh, rookie auction, Devi auction, um, unrestricted and free and restricted free agency. It's got transition tag <laughs> and uh, franchise tag, all of that stuff. Like there's so much to it. Um, and I always like just having some different types of strategies that I have to employ. But like, I mean, if I was only going to do one league, uh, it would not be, it would not be contracts. <laughs> it would, no. Like you said, there's just more fluidity to uh, just kind of a normal league where you can, keep them as long as you want yeah it's it's just more fun you know when you what how is mfl with debbie players like guys how far deep are the players listed on, on mfl because I, I haven't used mfl for any kind of debbie situation i'm new in this whole debbie platform yeah is there, is there all the guys like you have a debbie draft right now with guys who are just committed like mm -hmm. or, or i guess guys who are freshmen in college right now no you have to you have to create the players okay uh for it and it's really man, they just did the rollover, uh, like last week. Um, so they rolled it over from the 2021 season to the 2022 season. So now it includes all of the draft eligible rookies, incoming rookies. Um, and, but it doesn't have anybody else. So like Bijan Robinson, yeah, you'd have to actually create him, it, which is cool. It does give you the option to create those guys. Like that's so that's how you do a Debbie League. That's how you do campus to Canton. Um, is you just go in and create everybody that, that you want to create. But yeah, it doesn't actually have any of them. So. Yeah, sleeper, you gotta do the same thing, but you mark them down as like a kicker, and then as a nickname, you put like B. John Robinson or whoever on there. You know, that's kind of the their, their backdoor way of doing it too. So yeah. People have found a way. I mean, I don't I'm not a big fan of having a spreadsheets on the side and having to follow that stuff. You're gonna lose track if you don't. If you don't have your own spreadsheet, it's the way I'm the way I look at it. Yep. Yeah. And that's pretty much regardless of what platform you use. Yeah, right. Yeah. So they both have their cheat their cheat show, their cheap codes, whatever. But I like I said, this is my first year doing can to can, so I never had to worry about this. And mm -hmm. uh now I'm like, ah, but they all had like yeah, like you said, it's um it is nice. But what else is any like real quick, what other um besides be besides sleeper being free? Mm -hmm. Um, what else is the biggest situation with MFL, you know, with sleeper or MFL that, that you see? Um, man, uh, yeah, that's, that's the big one, honestly, is just the, the options that you have with MFL. Like I, I commission a, uh, six division 72 team six vampire <laughs> vampire awesome. dynasty league uh for yeah it's a super show listener league and so like it's basically like six individual divisions um it, they're like six individual leagues they each have their own player pool uh it's a 12 team league but you know 11 normal teams and then a vampire 
Yeah. And uh, so I'm able to do all that. I'm able to, to all the functionality that I need. Plus I'm able to get the vampires because so, so it's uh it was podcasts that are friends of the super show when we first uh, got this started. So we've got trade addicts, we've got trades HQ, we've got dynasty game night. Uh, we've got Tom Kisslingberry who invented the, uh, yeah. the vampire format. And there's one other I'm forgetting, and I'm going to feel like crap about this. <laughs> but Peter Howard's best friend, Tom Kissenberry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's yeah. right. We, I get the gist of them all. Yeah. You know, and it, it's super cool that yeah, those kind of leagues are awesome. I, I like doing the Vampire Charity charity Leagues every year, too. So Yeah. Um, Open Bar. That's the other one. Open mm, Bar. J. Mike. Yeah. 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 yeah J. Mike and Gabe. Yeah, but and and then so we have the vampire so that you're not stuck with the same vampire every year, just yeah. keeping you know making them stronger and stronger. We have the vampires rotate, and I'm able to do that on NFL. I can't imagine any way to even start running a league like that on, yeah, sleep. right, just yeah. not even close to possible. So, you know, like the uh, John Bosch's eliminators and mm-hmm. Ryan McDowell's, uh. Uh, kitchen sink and hyperactive scott fishes capitalist pigs you know all of that stuff is made possible by the just the the sheer quantity of options that you have on mfl yeah yep all right let's have a little fun here um what do you do you have any recommendations if you were a commissioner of a dynasty startup league this year like we talked about before um if you were starting up one what kind of scoring would you implement like myself I like putting in like a half point PPR for wide receivers, a full point PPR for running backs, and a 1.7 point PPR for tight ends. Mm-hmm. Now, I get rid of defensive kickers and, and no trade deadlines, obviously. But uh, if you were to start a dynasty league right now, a brand new startup, a bunch of your buddies, what would be some kind of scoring that you'd like just kind of say, like, this This is a cool new option? What would you guys do? Man, I like those a lot. Um, I don't know if Superflex counts, but that's obviously a must. Yes. For me. And, uh, I think, uh, man, I'm trying to think of some of the scoring settings. I I, I like point per carry. I uh, do too. And I mean, it's a it's a small point per carry. Obviously, it's like yeah. quarter quarter point, something like that. I like that a lot. Um, and then uh, Scott Fish uh, kind of introduced the world to point per target. Um, yeah. I like those a lot too because it really kind of differentiates you know, the alpha wide receivers from the guys who just kind of randomly score a, a, you know, catch a long ball or get a long touchdown. Right. Absolutely. I, uh, I'm a huge fan of those kind of those guys, you know, the guys who are getting the work, it's, it's the same thing as point per carry. It's this guy's getting targeted 15, 17 times a game. So why wouldn't mm-hmm. you, if you had an active guy, you know, that's the same thing as like people say, what do you give so much? Why do you give so much extra bonus for a guy who caught an 80 yard touchdown? Well, an 80-yard touchdown is different than a three-yard slot, you know, a slant pass touchdown, you know, from to a tag to a right, right to the, uh, you know, I mean, it's 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 just you should be rewarded for the big plays. The big plays are mm-hmm. more important in real football games. Big play, totally. plays should be more important in, in fantasy fantasy football too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for sure, I'm 100 percent on board with that. Yeah, um, let's talk about if you want to. What's your a way to improve um, your favorite dynasty league? Uh, with one fun thing that you do, like if you want to liven up something that would really get everyone interested during the off season, like, like I implement 
like I said before, I have divisions. So I have a division snake draft with all of my divisions. Like, so it's just, if you won, I have four divisions, three teams per division. And uh, whoever came, the last place division picks first. And then obviously the first, whoever came, whoever has the best division record would pick fourth and fifth and then do like, you know, pick last. But it's just kind of, it's a way to kind of rub it in the face of the last place teams who get picked last, <laughs> like, at, you know, at like dodgeball or, you know, baseball or something like that, you know, just something else to pick on people with, you know, it livened up the league a little bit. So if you, uh, minus like snake draft, stuff like that, what, what would be something you throw in a brand new league to kind of make it fun for like, a, you know, a real active league that you're in? Uh, this has been kind of a project of mine. I've been talking about it since last off season, but haven't had a chance to implement it in my leagues yet. Uh, but I want a, uh, um, uh, oh, what, what's it, what's it called? Compensatory draft. Um, oh yeah. But yeah. What is it? The, 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 it, Josh Gordon came into the league. Um, the conditional, uh, what is it, the word? It is a compensatory draft. That's what everybody calls it anyway. If there's yeah. no word for it, I'm not sure. Yeah, man. I can't remember now, but essentially, you know, and what, uh, the way I would do it is, you know, if, so if you're in a startup, first of all, I, I prefer auctions mm -hmm. and I think that, you know, anyone who does an auction, um, you'll never go back <laughs> to snake drafts, at least not on purpose, but it, just cause it gives you the opportunity to build a, a roster the way you want to, without being a slave to, you know, things like ADP and, and well, let me stuff tell you like something. It pisses you off pretty bad too. When you're, when, when you, you get, get sniped. Oh, it's not even, yeah, it's just that. <laughs> well, auction wise too. Like I love DJ Moore and Chris Godwin. I've, I've, I've had them since they've been rookies on every team I had. And this past year I did an auction um, startup and I'm sitting there bidding on DJ Moore. And I'm like, all right, 24, you know, eight or eight. I think it started, you know, $2, $4, $7. Got to like $27. I'm like, son of a, I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose DJ Moore in this 26, 28, 30. And somebody else wanted him and they knew I wanted him and they just kept outbidding me. And I'm like, I lost, I mean, it's, it was a hundred dollar budget for this whole thing. And I, I lost DJ Moore because it got to like $29. I'm like, I just can't do 30% of my entire budget on a, on a receiver. You know, it's, it was, it was terrible. So on yeah. a snake draft, I could at least, you know, uh, you know, a little bit around before go get my, you know, like, like everybody says, go for your guys, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your guys. But, uh, yeah. You can't do that in, in, in um, you can spend as much as you want to, but now I only have 70 bucks left for quarterbacks for the rest of my team. It's, yeah. uh, it, it is fun, but it's, it's really, it's aggravating too at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It can be. It's, and it is a little bit harder to take advantage of some, uh, some value discrepancies, but I don't know. I, I like the strategy of it. Um, but either way, so you do your startup, right? And you include rookie picks. Mm -hmm. uh, for your rookie draft in the startup. And then if it's already an established league, you know, you already have your rookie picks based on reverse, uh, revert, reverse standings order. So, um, but what I'm proposing is when you get to the rookie draft now, so it's called supplemental draft. That's, that was the word I couldn't remember. Okay. Uh, so the NFL has a supplemental draft. Um, for, you know, for players who weren't draft eligible, um, but gain eligibility later. Uh, like there was talk, you know, during the COVID year of, uh, you know, in 2020, of possibly Travis Etienne 
uh, you know, cause he sat out the year from school there. He had opted to go back to school and then sat out. And so they were thinking, you know, he could, he could enter the, uh, the supplemental draft and get into the NFL late. And, you know, all of a sudden the supplemental draft for the NFL would be a, a pretty big event. Yeah, <laughs> right. Travis Etienne is suddenly available. So anyways, so what I would do in a dynasty league is uh, create supplemental rookie, uh, supplemental draft picks and include those in the pool for uh, the rookie draft. So all that's available in a rookie draft is actual rookie players and supplemental picks. Okay. And so you can draft, you know, at any point you can draft supplemental pick 1.01. Uh, in your rookie draft and and then you do your supplemental draft right before the season starts and it can include anyone so like when Rob Gronkowski came out of retirement and was suddenly available to us in the in a rookie draft a couple years ago or Marshawn Lynch a couple years before that comes out of retirement and then we were taking him in our rookie drafts instead let's move him to the supplemental draft and whoever has 1.01, sometimes you're going to get an absolute gem. You're going to get Marshawn Lynch suddenly with the Raiders or Jay Cutler coming out of retirement for the Dolphins or Rob Gronkowski joining the Bucks. you know? Yeah, right. So there are going to be times where you get something like that. And there are going to be other times where, you know, there's some good players available that you would have picked up with your, with your fab on the first waiver run of the season. But instead... Instead of doing that waiver run, we're doing that supplemental draft. So somebody gets exclusive rights to that player. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, I everybody loves to draft, mm-hmm. you know? So it just gives us one more draft event in the offseason, basically, uh, before, uh, before the season starts. Plus, we don't have to do a waiver run before the season starts. We're not spending fab, you know, before the season actually starts. Right. So everyone's got their full bankroll to dump on Elijah Mitchell. <laughs> one. I saw your, I listened to your podcast a couple weeks ago about the, where draft picks land in startup drafts. And I, that was super interesting. That was a great, it was a great listen. Yeah. And I'm like, man, where does this 102 fall? Like how far <laughs> back is it this year? And, you know, I'm sure they'll change a little bit as the draft season goes on. And some players, you know, when the, the underworld Olympics happen and all that kind of stuff goes in the actual draft itself, you know, but, uh, it's yeah. it's uh right now it was it was just kind of breathtaking to see how far some of the draft picks actually fell. So it was yeah. a good, really good show. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I always I always like to do stuff like that because the, the mock drafts that we do every every month for the ADP, it's just it's just players. Mm-hmm. And so right now we're actually running five mock drafts that include rookie players. And it's like you're not gonna do a startup that looks like that. Yeah, right. We don't have a way to replicate, uh, you know, the ADP of what a startup will actually look like right now with rookie mm-hmm. picks. Yeah. But I just feel like, man, that's like that's how startups going to look. That's actually useful. To, that's you know, that's another thing that's useful to people. So, yeah, like free, agency, it. free agency is going to change a lot of that stuff, a bunch of other things. But it's, it, you know, if I could listen to that episode once a month or I don't know how often, you know, how often you're going to do that again, but, you know, every three months or so. It was a lot. It was a good for you to do, do your solo episodes like that and, you know, be able to carry on with the information you have for that. You know, it was like an hour and 40 minute episode, I think, but yeah. I listened to every minute of it. I don't, you know, I loved it. You know, so nice. Thanks a lot, man. That's good Hell stuff. Yeah. 
Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, all right. So you got some NFL rumors going on that Kyler's going back to baseball. You know, is that, you know, uh, these are all rumorville things. Aaron Rodgers is a single again, so you might want to start hitting the gym and uh, making your <laughs> some makeup on, you know, press your guy. <laughs> I don't think that that's what attracts it. I, and I'm not going to do that freaking cleanse thing that he does. So no. I'm pretty sure that's the deal breaker. It's, he's out. All right. We're moving on to Jameis now. All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, no matter where Malik Willis at lands, he's going to be quarterback one next year for the whole NFL. It's kind of the everybody's in love with him right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Hollywood Brown is leaving again to start his real career in uh, the, the performing arts. Yeah. Um, Davis Mills is going to be the quarterback two or a mid quarterback two this year. I, uh, I like I, calling that performing arts, by the way. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Maybe he'll join your band. I don't know, or record your band. Yeah. Uh, I, I picked up Davis Mills in probably three or four. I actually traded. I'm not sure. You can kind of gauge this trade, but I traded away Ramondre Stevenson, and I got a. I got a. I think I actually asked about you right when I did. I actually asked your opinion. I was making this trade, but I traded away Ramondre Stevenson. And I got Davis Mills a second and a third round pick in 2022 for, you know, for Ramadre Stevenson. I don't like running backs at all. I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, as soon as they start doing good, they can, I get, I'll shit can them, you know, and send them <laughs> yeah. somewhere else. So what do you think about that, Davis Mills? And uh, how do you feel about Davis Mills, first of all? Man, it's, it's tough because there are just so many quarterback jobs available right now. Mm-hmm. And then we do have a, really kind of weak class coming in so it's kind of like you're probably not going to find rookies to fill all those starting jobs the way we did the last couple years you know right so you really kind of plan on definitely willis definitely corral uh maybe one other guy yeah you know maybe sam howell or kenny pickett ends up being an nfl starter but the bottom line is there are just too many jobs available for you know, for Davis Mills to not be an NFL starter, at least to start the season. Sure. Right. In 2022. Like, I, I don't think that they're, I mean, like, you know, back to Jameis, 30 years old, kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense for the Texans to bring him in and try and build around him, you know, before he gets to be too old to, to really lead a team anywhere. So where they're at, Davis Mills just kind of makes the most sense. Yeah, and plug, plug in a bunch of offensive linemen, some defensive players, some defensive line, you know, fill the fill in the trenches, you know, build around a quarterback that just kind of gets the job done. And, and Davis yep. Mills had a really high percentage of like, you know, his, his deep ball passes, his touchdowns were kind of, I'm not sure that stuff is replicable, but mm-hmm. I mean, he had a pretty good year for a rookie. And, and he's a five star recruit coming out. He's a smart kid from, you know, I think he went to what, Stanford or he went to Stanford, right? So he's probably a smart kid. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And and, I mean, they traded up to get him in the third round, 303. Yeah. Third round. And that was their first draft pick of the class. So it's not like they made multiple picks ahead of him. It was just, I mean, they had traded away all their draft picks. And so, you know, he was the first pick that they made and they they were willing to move up to get him. So they, they felt pretty good about him. Um, it's the, the my only problem with him is I don't think he's a long term starter, you know, uh, but there's pretty significant value in even in Dynasty Superflex in having a quarterback that we know is going to be a starter. Yeah. So, you know, you know, you're getting that from Davis Mills. So I think that that's 
that, there's some value there. But if if you can afford to give away Davis Mills uh, and get back Ramondre Stevenson, I you know if you've got the quarterback depth to sustain that, I'm I'm good with that. All right. Um, so who do you want to end up with? Uh, who do you see yourself having the most shares of in this NFL draft? After the, uh, you know what, before the NF, the underworld Olympics and, and the landing spot, it clouds your judgment. Who's yeah. your guy like that you want to, that you see right now, who's valued really pretty low and nobody's really talking about too much that is, uh, you know, maybe an under underperformer or someone nobody's talking about because you didn't get a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of carries, a lot of receptions, a lot of uh, time at quarterback, anything like that. Who are you looking for to, to pick up late in rookie drafts this year? This one's an easy one for me. Carson Strong somehow is just kind of like he's he's even fallen out of the second tier of quarterbacks at this yes. point. Like he's kind of being replaced by guys like Desmond Ritter. And I just I the there like there are two knocks on him. It's it's the lack of mobility, which by the way apparently is overblown. I just got done recording with Peter Howard, and he was saying actually, uh, I think that might have been off air, so you probably won't hear that on Super Show. But he was saying actually, you know, Carson Strong uh, is is better at uh, he has better mobility than people think. Um, he, he hasn't used it a lot. He definitely is kind of a, a pocket passer, uh, but he can, he can take off and run when he has to on a broken play. They're just not going to do a lot of designed runs for him. Just the, um, the, the way he threw the ball, the senior ball was just, they were like, man, this boy, he's got a great arm. as a cannon, yeah. but, but he just, he couldn't hit the red side of a barn. They just, they, they broke him down <laughs> like terribly at the senior ball. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I, and I think that that's, going to be the big key like does somebody take a chance on so the other issue is he's got that degenerative leg injury uh that they think is probably going to significantly shorten his career yeah and uh that's that's going to be the big thing for nfl teams they're going to say like can we really take a shot on on a guy who we might only have for you know four years five years something like that they do it all the time with running backs, but yeah, they might not be willing to do it with quarterbacks. So, yeah. But if uh, they do, man, I see, I see a, a, I, I see a guy just with the arm talent. Uh, the accuracy could use a little bit of work, but I don't care about mobility, and I definitely don't care about that injury. If I did, I would never draft running backs ever. Right. It's every one of them's had a torn ACL, sophomore year, or something like that, or a broken arm, or you know some kind of issue going on. Yeah, it's yeah. I get it. And, and <clears throat> if if he does have a great arm and it's going to take him a couple of years to to get his accuracy honed in, you know, and like you said, if there's a, if the clock's already ticking on his health, I'm not, you know, it's it's a great player to you know bring in as like, hey, this will be our <clears throat> our backup for a couple of years or be a solid backup late in the draft, but I I don't know if I don't know who's going to take a chance on him. That's 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 a good one. That's a good uh, that's a good suggestion. Anyway, yeah. Mine is uh, Damian Pierce. I'm, I'm not like I said. I'm not a running backs guy as far as that goes. But just uh, you know, he did great with the opportunities he had. Even though he didn't have that much uh, opportunity in Florida, he just he kind of um, he just he wasn't that guy. You know, if he would have been like that guy to get all the carries. He's just a strong lower body guy. He usually falls forward when he gets extra yards all the time. When he runs, every every run I've seen the guy do, he falls forward. You know, he gets that extra two yards or one yard with the ball. 
he's fast. I don't know how fast he is. I, mean, I guess we'll find out at the uh, the combine or whenever. But but he just catches these balls that are all over the place. It's he makes terrible throws. And he's, he makes these acrobatic. I was watching uh, Matt Waldman stuff, and he's just the catches he made were, were phenomenal. He's and he's a great pass blocker. I mean, people are calling him like Antonio Gibson comparisons. Which I don't. That's nobody's going to be Antonio Gibson's kind of a freak. So, but uh, I. I just if he's going to fall down to the you know mid thirties, you know end of the third round, beginning of the fourth round, like Damian Pierce is somebody that I'm because I, I, I trade all my good running backs away already, so I need somebody to fill in. So that that would be my guy. Uh, and that's um, pretty much that's all I got to say about the, as far as Damian Pierce is concerned. So, but I, those are, I'm, I like hearing people sleepers and hearing people you know. Guys that have already gotten a bad, uh, you know, a, a bad shake on uh, where they're going to fall. So, mm-hmm. all right, um, we'll do a couple of commissioner questions and then we'll evaluate our team, which is kind of the, the normal show here. But, um, uh, do you like a do you like a variety of leagues or I know you said before you have you know a couple leagues that are you know one good one that's got you know years of service or um, how do you call it? Uh, yeah, contract uh, contracts and yeah but the rest of your leagues do you like kind of having cookie cutter leagues or do you like that every every kind of league you go into like i'm in i was i think i was only in 19 leagues this year i hear people like have like 50 or 60 or scott said those got like 84 leagues or 200 leagues or something you know mm-hmm. like i don't i don't know how you keep track of all the rules and how to draft mm-hmm. and how to pick players up and when you have that many leagues how many leagues are you actually in that you that you like are serious about and do you like them all to be kind of cookie cutter or are they all different I, I I think I've got 15 different dynasty leagues, if I remember right. And they're all different, um, at least small differences, uh, which I like. I like having, uh, you know, I, I like having to really kind of think through different strategies for each different one. So um, find different hacks based on the settings and based on the gimmicks and and stuff like that. But I mean, I just spent so much time thinking about this freaking game. Like, well, I'm out at work. I'm just, I'm <laughs> like, I'm thinking about fantasy football. I'm thinking about the players. I'm thinking about values. I'm thinking about, you know, some trades I can make. And, and while I'm at it, I just kind of work through strategies and I like being able to, uh, you know, I, I, I like that. I haven't been able to just find one, one size fits all strategy for all my leagues. Mm. Um, when you do it in a dynasty, in a dynasty startup, like mm-hmm. how do you build your teams? Like, where do you start it? Obviously, it's, it's we're talking superflex here, superflex, yeah. tight end, premium, PPR. Are you just going one, two, three quarterback right from the get go just to solidify? Because I'm in leagues with Josh Allen and and Patrick Mahomes and Trevor Lawrence is my top three, and then I got like Davis Mills and a couple other quarterbacks. Yeah, Jameis Winston, obviously, and Mariota on my team, and um. I just I know that that almost gives me on our scoring, it gives me forty or fifty points almost guaranteed every week, and you can't get that with anybody else. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. Quarterback extreme. Uh, it's a little bit more relaxed this time of year because you know there are so many teams still that that you know they haven't set the quarterback position yet. We don't know who their starter is going to be, um, you know, and and it what it ends up doing is kind of pushing a lot of guys down farther but like after free agency and especially after the nfl draft when all of those 
starting quarterback positions are filled throughout the league, it really tightens up. Yeah. And you, you find that all of those, all 32 starters go in the first 10 rounds of that startup super flex draft. Whereas right now you can probably still get a guy who's at least likely to start in, you know, like the 15th round. Like you can probably get a I, Davis Mills probably makes it somewhere around the, you know, 12th round, something like that, where he'll be a ninth rounder once we know for a fact that he's Houston starter, you know, yeah. so. I don't think I picked my first running back to like round 13 in my last startup draft. So really? <laughs> I don't, you know, it's you know, quarterback tight end running our wide receiver the whole time. And I'll figure I'll, 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 I'll just plug and play running backs as they come along, you know, when I need them or if I need them, or I'll trade for one that's, that's underrated. Or I think is, you know, you know, is going to get a, or somebody just kind of falls into a starting role somewhere. I'll worry about that stuff later, but I need to get a solid core of my team quarterbacks being obviously number one. So, yeah. I, I still like to get one of the like in my first in the first four rounds, I like to get three quarterbacks and then, you know, work my way towards the five that I ultimately want. But I like to get one running back fairly early. And it's usually just because we do end up being pretty good at valuing running backs at the top for the most yeah. part, like the people are still behind on some players like they're still taking Christian McCaffrey too freaking high. Yeah. You know? But like overall, the fact that, you know, the top running backs being drafted right now, it's beyond McCaffrey. It's, you know, it's Taylor, it's uh, Najee Harris, it's DeAndre Swift, it's Saquon Williams. Yeah. <laughs> Javon yeah. Williams might be going a little high, but. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd rather have him than like starting with Derrick Henry or, you know, like, I, yeah. I, I, you know, it's, Especially in a dynasty startup, I, I Derrick Henry's days are numbered. You know that's, yeah, yeah. So. But like, like Najee Harris and DeAndre Swift, I think are really good examples of this because, you know, people have them valued as second round startup value right now yeah. in a in a super flex, uh, easy first like early first round in one quarterback, and like they're probably going to get it right with at least one of those guys. Sure, you know. So like those guys are there's there's a chance for them to be what Jonathan Taylor just was, you know, just kind of the unfair advantage in 2022. Mm -hmm. uh, to me, Saquon Barkley is that guy. But like you can you go get your the guy that you feel the best about out of that elite tier. Go ahead and get him early and then ignore running back for a while. Otherwise. Yeah, I like ignoring running back altogether. So, yeah. <laughs> um, how many home leagues are you in? I've got uh, three: one dynasty, two redraft. Yeah, I just I got away from redraft. I think this is year two now that I haven't had any redraft, minus the fishbowl. I guess that's kind of the yeah. the only one. But I just it's like a horse race. Even when you draft good, you if guys. One guy gets hurt for a couple, like your number one or number two. I think I had Kelvin Ridley in round one, and uh, who else is in round two? I had, my first three picks were guys who were got you know it's tedious so they got hurt, and I'm like, all right, I might as well just not even set lineups anymore <laughs> because I'm I'm done, you know. Yeah, it's I know. What those ones are super frustrating for me too. Like I I have one with a bunch of college friends. And, uh, I mean, like they all make fun of me for the fact that like, I'm actually out here taking this so seriously that I, 
you know, I podcast on it and I get on YouTube and make videos and, and, you know, I tweet about it. Like some of them follow me on Twitter and just like, just uh, then they just make fun of me about, Oh, Mr. Big fantasy football expert. I'm like, I don't like and, the word expert, and, but and then if you don't win that league, they're like, "Oh, this guy does podcasts and stuff all the time," and you know, yeah. you can't win a league. You can't win a league with a bunch of beginners. This like, year, I was I was dead last in my league. This year, my team was freaking terrible, and it was just like, I I mean, I drafted for the most part. I drafted the team I wanted. Ryan Tannehill was the yes. was my biggest miss, but yep. like otherwise, I mean, it was a really pretty good team. It just it just never seemed to click and you know for a while i like the first couple games i lost by a small margin to the top scorer in the league and then it just kept getting worse next thing you know i'm consistently being outscored by 50 points or more every week and and the, like the shit talking just gets louder and louder yeah. from there. and i'm like this is so frustrating i yes. should be laying waste to you idiots yeah <laughs> Uh, all right, we got a uh, every week. Every week, I try to do a. Uh, I call them the Mighty McGlynn Home Leagues. I have a series of eight home leagues. I have uh, all people that I've recruited from Twitter or neighbors or you know people that are who do write or podcasts or some kind of you know are in are on Twitter like pretty regularly chiming mm-hmm. in and stuff. So uh, this usually I say that what the trades are, and uh, they're usually pretty busy during the season. And or it's for some reason this year seems a lot less busy. I think that one extra week kind of made it just seemed like it was going from college to pros almost like with uh, when I'm talking about longevity wise, people were just kind of worn out after that one extra week in the playoffs this year for whatever reason. I don't know if sure it was so much COVID distractions or, or so much stressful setting your lineups, but like everybody just kind of, as soon as the season was over with, everybody just kind of closed their computer and walked away. It just seems like for me in most of my leagues anyway. Yeah. But uh, we only had one trade to list since my last podcast, and it was uh, these are super flex, 12-team, 30-man rosters, um, no kicker, no defense, PPR, tight end premium. Um, you know, so it was Juju Smith-Schuster and Miles Sanders for Nick Chubb. Does that seem like a – I mean – It's probably pretty balanced. Um, uh, man, I think I would want Nick Chubb. But, like, I can I can see a scenario where – you know, Juju and Miles Sanders makes sense. Um, particular, like if if Juju Smith Schuster is going to start for you at one of the wide receiver spots, not a flex. Like I don't like putting wide receivers at flex. I'd rather get running backs in there because they just have kind of a higher. They've got the higher floor and ceiling, generally speaking. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so give me give me running backs at flex all the all the time so i you know i want to be pretty lean at wide receiver personally i don't want to take on juju smith schuster to just hang out on my bench because it's there's no real path for him to get into my lineup where is he going to land that would make him viable like where would he land that says okay i would definitely do this like without a landing spot right now this is kind of a tough trade for me to swallow right yeah uh man i mean maybe Let's see. Who needs a slot receiver? <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> that's the one. That's probably his best. The the best situation for him. Maybe Houston. Houston could be all right. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't. I don't know where Rogers is going. Know. I'm not sure if you know if I'm not. Um, 
there's such a quarterback situation here too. What yeah. if what if somebody ends up landing in? Uh, what if Juju does land in? If they switch quarterbacks, in it's been reported that there's trades going around. Baker Mayfield's getting shit canned, and uh, you know, same with Kyler Murray. You know, obviously that's probably all false reports, but but he's mm-hmm. not happy there. I think it's more of a contract, you know, gripe for him. But yeah, where would he go? If Rodgers landed somewhere, not not like Denver. Um, <laughs> why not Denver? Why can't we have? <laughs> why can't we have nice things in Denver? <laughs> you already got a lot of nice things. You don't, it's all you need is a quarterback. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe one that's not quite so goofy. I guess. Who throws a lot? I mean, Atlanta. Yeah, like I mean, it'd be a great spot, Thank Atlanta. You. Yeah, I I think it would have to be a situation like that where he becomes their top wide receiver. But even then, I mean, like I, I, I try and stay away from wide receivers changing teams. It kind of yeah. takes a little bit of time usually. And we saw with Beckham this year, you know, it, it took a while before he hit his stride. If you were waiting on him in, uh, in fantasy football, I mean, you know, your season was over by the time he finally hit with the Rams. So, yeah, but he it, started hitting real good, man. He did. He did. And, and man, that injury sucks. It really did suck. I, yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of him, a lot of leagues with Beckham in it. And, uh, yeah, but those teams were like, I missed the playoffs because you know, yeah. my wide receivers sucked. And then, and then the playoffs hit and he takes off and I'm just like, okay, where were you two weeks ago? You know? <laughs> yeah. When I needed you. Right. Yeah. My championship teams were absolutely disgusting what I had starting. So I don't, I don't even, I don't even, I don't know. I can't even talk about that, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I don't know. There's, I don't know. I don't really have a spot for Juju that he's going, cause I think he's more, he was a product of the system, not so much, uh, you know, a great receiver. So, you know, yeah, yeah, I could see that. And again, I mean, he, you know, he wouldn't have to learn a new system. He would have to get accustomed to a new quarterback. Yeah. But- I, I think Pittsburgh is his best shot to be uh, productive for fantasy purposes in 2022. Especially if Jameis falls there or something like that. You know, it would just be like, yes. that would be great. Yeah. I mean, they're going to get an upgrade at quarterback. Right. Unless they actually do go with Mason Rudolph. That's no. the only way that I'm saying, like, get Ben to come out of retirement. Yeah. All right. So every week uh... – just uh, we'll finish the show off here. Um, we spend about five, 10 minutes. We evaluate a team, um, sent in by a listener, decide if it's a simple remilled or a full scale remodel. Um, we'll try to talk about what's the biggest needs for this team, how to, you know, who we, what should we do about tra- keep trade cutting guys? And then what would you, what would you, who would you trade for to improve this team or who would you send a way to do it? So let me get to this team and then try not to get any bad sights on here when I'm switching over. <laughs> which usually doesn't happen but uh share screen share screen all right make so, sure all your porn's closed first yes they stay for a second. <laughs> so these are all full ppr 0.75 tight end premium rosters 12 teams um 25 man deep right now it'll be 30 because this is year two coming up uh oh no these are actually 30 man rosters in this league um, it's there's 10 IR spots, but no taxi. Players are put directly in the roster after the rookie draft. 
Um, ten, 10 weekly starters, one quarterback, two running back, two wide receivers, one tight end, two flex, uh, and one super flex. Uh, we have a bonus for like 300, yards passing, six points for every 100 yards rushing and receiving, you know, that kind of stuff. So uh, this team is – they started out okay, and then they kind of fell apart during the season, but it's got some issues going on. I kind of want to get your input on here. He's got – for his quarterbacks, he's got Mac Jones, Baker Mayfield, and Dwayne Haskins, and that's it. That's that's kind of rough for uh, Superflex League. Yeah. Um, Javante Williams, Derrick Henry, Raheem – and it just falls off the tracks here. Raheem Mostert, Darrington Evans, Tyson Williams, and Trenton Cannon. And then he's got OBJ, who's going to be out probably the whole next year. Parker, who's always hurt. Van Jefferson, you know, might step up in the role that OBJ is gone. You know, it might fill in somewhere. Uh, Gallup, who I'm not sure what his situation for next year either, because he got hurt late in the season. Uh, Curtis Samuel, Antonio Brown, who may never play football again. Nelson Aguilar, Schwartz, who was, you know, he had a, you know, he had a pretty big following coming out of college because of his speed. But, uh, I'm not sure what happens to him. T.Y., he may have fell off the age cliff two years ago. Uh, Keelan Cole, John Brown, another guy that's kind of got lost in the shuffle. David Moore, Tajay Sharp. Cedric Wilson is kind of a – you know, I like Cedric Wilson. Uh, he might have an opportunity with the the, the uh, Gallup injury. And then DeAndre Carter from the Commanders. It's just weird saying the Commanders. I, I'm not, it's going to take me a while <laughs> to get used to that. And he's got Darren Waller who fell off a cliff last year too. C.J. Uzama. Um, he got hurt in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, uh, the week before, uh, AFC, uh, AFC championship. Yeah. Right? They had back-to-back situations. Yeah. Yeah. Trey McKitty, Chris Herndon, Jack Doyle, Kyle Rudolph. So we just kind of go around and look at this team. Now just take advantage. He's got 111, 205, 206, 207, 208, 308, 311, 403, and 503 this year. And then a third and fifth, third, fourth, and fifth in 2023. So, He's got to do some rebuilding this year. He doesn't have much to play with next year, minus trading some of these guys away. But he's got a lot of picks this year. And like we talked about, this is not a good draft, but it's got a good depth feeling for this draft. You know, he'll be able to fill some spots anyway with some of these guys who are probably leaving or getting cut or, you know, just hitting the free agent market and maybe not signing anywhere. So mm-hmm. what's your biggest well, – first of all, what's the biggest flaw on this team? Uh, this is – this roster is very value poor. And that's not a situation you want to be in going into into the off season. You know, we really kind of want currency on a roster um, more than we want utility. You know, more than we want production. We just want we want value and the ability to to move around. And like the problem is, you know, you look at the wide receivers. Most of those guys don't even belong on a roster necessarily. So, like, you know, you're not going to be able to trade, even package them for an upgrade. You're not really going to be able to do that. A lot of these guys you're going to have to just drop to to create some space. Yeah, you know? he's already got his full roster right now. Like, you know, as far as that goes, then he's got to import one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players. If he even wants to keep those nine players, if he hits on those nine players, let's just say. Yeah. I mean, I think I could find nine players in this roster to drop right now anyway, but um, right. who's going to know if that's even an upgrade over a Cedric Wilson or DeAndre Carter, you know, when you're getting fourth-round picks. So right. uh, who knows? But, yeah, OBJ, that's a big loss, especially where he was at. I think um, I think that would have been a nice trade piece because he was re- everybody's real high on him going into the Super Bowl, um, myself included. Dante Parker is a good 
you know, he could be such a good receiver, but he's just always on the, you know, he's always hurts something nagging injury or he's out for a couple weeks at a time. And you know, he vanishes a couple weeks of the season sometimes. Yep. Uh, yeah. And now you got the alpha there with Jalen Waddle. It, right. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Michael Gallup is a guy that I would have been interested in going Very into free so. agency. He just re Scott Connor pointed this out on Twitter. He, Michael Gallup just recently had surgery. Like, yeah. there's no guarantee that he's ready for the start of the season. Yeah. Uh, I And then even after that, he's not going to rush back in the season 100% even, you know, even if he comes back at the beginning of the season. So, mm-hmm. um, these running backs, like, I don't know what – Javante Williams will be, you know, a big, a big priority back, but – People who already have to, you know, people already have 30, you know, they might have their RR full, so they might have 38, 39, 40 guys in their roster right now. Then they're going to import five or six rookie players who they probably want to, you know, um, they're going to have to make some cuts. I'm not sure anybody's going to trade for Derrick Henry right now or Baker Mayfield right now or Mac Jones because Mac Jones is young, he's a good quarterback, but he's going to be a constant, like, quarterback too. Right. You know, he's never going to be – he's never going to turn into – you know, that that not that top five QB or top seven QB he doesn't have the rushing ability, first of all. He doesn't throw he doesn't have no receivers on the team, second of all. And it's a it's a running offense pretty much. So I, I don't there's gonna be a lot of there's a lot of work to do on this team. And you know, it's a handful of injuries, handful of you know, problems here, but uh what's I mean, do you just punt here? Like what do you do on this team? Yeah, I'm punting. I <laughs> so a big thing for me is uh you know I talk about the superflex flywheel the the roster build that I like and basically like the ratio of running backs to wide receivers I would like to see flipped mm. you know and and it sounds like with your strategy it's probably the same thing like if you're not if you're not going to you know if you're not going to invest in stud running backs it's going to take a lot of them to be yeah. able to fill out a lineup um, because, you know, none of these guys are just going to be every week starters because running backs just don't do that. They get hurt. They get benched. They, you know, they lose their their job or at least a portion of their job to somebody else for sometimes pretty arbitrary reasons. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you just it just takes so many of them. And so, you know, it, these all of these wide receivers so uh, wide receiver is kind of the opposite like once you get a stud wide receiver you put him in your lineup and there's absolutely no reason to take him out like there's there isn't really such a thing as good wide receiver matchup versus bad wide receiver matchup you know we can we can make those decisions at running back sometimes you run into a particularly good defense against the run yeah you know, and you're just like, all right, well, I'm taking that running back out of my lineup and I'm putting in this guy who's playing the Lions or whatever, yeah. you know. But wide receiver, that doesn't exist. So you really no. want to set it and forget it, have a little bit of depth for bye weeks and potential injuries. But otherwise, you don't want wide receivers who are never going to get into your lineup taking up this much of your of your roster. Yeah, his wide receiver one and two is Devontae Parker and Van Jefferson. That's that's like, yeah, it's not good. Yeah, yeah. So the goal would be, 
Well, and quarterback is a little bit of a bigger issue, but I mean, he does have some quarterbacks so he can possibly move, you know, he, he might be able to move around a little bit here. Like Mac Jones tear down from Mac Jones to Zach Wilson. <gasps> what? <laughs> I, know, I know. Yeah. You have to, you have to earmuff it. Uh, Cause I'm going to say something nice about, about the jets. <laughs> but, uh, I like Zach Wilson a lot. I have been a bunch of teams, so I'm super happy about that situation, but and yeah. I'm not sure that Mac Jones, Mac Jones is actually going to be a tear down from uh, Zach Wilson. So, yeah. um, but uh, that's, I would do that if I had, Okay, so mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield. What do you do with Baker? Because he's kind of in limbo. Then I don't think they, I don't even think the Browns know what they're going to do with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and that's see. This is where I think you have to punt because guys like Baker Mayfield and Derrick Henry, those are like the those are kind of one year type of players. These are mm-hmm. players that belong on a roster that's ready to contend because you're likely only going to get one more season out of those guys. Right. Baker Mayfield is headed for losing his job, you know, by 2023. And Derrick Henry is just kind of, he's at that age cliff. He's at the usage cliff. Like whatever you're, whatever, wherever you draw the line for running backs, he's right there. So Yeah, across all lines, yes. Yeah. So if these are, if these are one year players, they don't belong on a roster that's, you know, that's actually probably, I mean, is not likely to make the playoffs, number one. And number two, the what they actually could do is actually help him win enough games to miss on 1.01. They're not going to help him win enough games to get to the playoffs, but they're going to help. They're going to push him past 101 in 2023. Although I guess he doesn't have his first anymore. <laughs> Maybe get no, that. And we have, a, and we have a draft lottery in these leagues anyway. So there's no, there's the tanking is. Generally speaking, if you win, it, it picks one oh you know one oh one to one oh six. First of all, they go into a losers bracket, and whoever wins the losers bracket gets pick one thirteen or two thirteen, depending on which one of the home leagues we're talking about. So mm-hmm. there's actually a reward for winning the rookie the the, the shit bowl. But yeah. on top of there, if you if your team just completely sucks, you trade everything away. That's fine. But we have a we have a draft lottery for pick one hundred one to one hundred six. Where you get like you know I actually have a bingo machine that I bring to the, these meetings, and you get like you know twenty five pick twenty five balls for the first you know for whoever has the most put max potential points, and then whoever has the least amount of max potential points that's in the shit bowl only gets like five or seven balls. So there's no guarantee that if you just tank, you're even going to get the one hundred one or one hundred. You could get the one hundred six. It happened to Scott Sidlow when he took over an orphan in our leagues. Like he came into it into the league. And uh, he's like, that's it. I'm selling this team. I'm doing all this shit. He sold like three great players for, you know, he's trying to get, I think he had like 67 of the 96 balls that we use. Mm-hmm. And he ended up with 104, 105, 106. He didn't hit any of the 101, 102, 103 picks. He was so pissed at the, at the <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> but so there's no guarantees that, you know, he could take enough to get the 101 here. So yeah, he's got to be a little bit careful too. Yeah, definitely. I still think that's his play. Yeah. Like, just get as many ping pong balls as you can. I still think that that's. I'm that's going the for way 20, go, but... 23 ping pong balls at this point in time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. So. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I think the the goal with Baker Mayfield is honestly just to get him off your roster. 
and get yeah. as close to to full value as you can. You know, what, selling him to to a contender as yeah, this is a guy who will help you win this year. What do you think you can get for Baker Mayfield? Uh, I mean, I think that well, for this roster, it would be wide receiver one. <laughs> I think you could get a, a a an upgraded wide receiver. Uh, the other thing that you could do is package him with Derrick Henry, yeah. and I think that you would probably you would be able to upgrade at quarterback. Maybe get somebody who's younger and a little safer, and maybe even get you know a throw-in type running back as well. Yeah, I guess yes. Yeah, would you trade? I mean, I'm not sure that anybody, if somebody was contending right now and their third quarterback was Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. and you said hey, I'll give you Baker Mayfield and Derrick Henry for Trevor Lawrence. If you were the guy that had Trevor Lawrence, would you make that trade right now? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't. But I think that people would. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the consensus probably is down on Trevor Lawrence enough that they would do that. I would do it in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would take, I would, if I had Lawrence, I would, I would keep him. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't want, you'd rather have Lawrence. Yes, yeah. I, 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 Baker Mayfield's not going to get, especially with the offensive system and all that stuff, you know, that it's like kind of the Calvary has arrived for, for Trevor Lawrence now. It seems like they're going to start rebuilding around him. Or actually, have people around him that actually that are going to make a difference in his career. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's why I say I would rather have Trevor Lawrence. I think that he's he he has yeah. more of a future at this point than Baker Mayfield does. Yeah, or Derrick Henry, or both of them for that matter. Yep. Um, but uh, all right. Um, I, I, as far as tight ends concerned, I'd get rid of Darren Waller, even though his his stock has plummeted. And then I'm not. I, what are you going to get for C.J. Herndon or Jack Doyle or Rudolph or McKitty? He's kind of, you know, he's young. The Chargers, their tight ends are going to open up a lot this year, but the tight end position anyway. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I, yeah, I'd get rid of every one of these tight ends if I had the opportunity to right now. And then, yeah. Um, if you can get any kind of value for Darren Waller, sure. The The only thing I would say there is if you're not going to get back, you know, a, a starter somewhere like start a starting level player and, and uh, like, obviously the bar set pretty low on this roster. So if you can't get a starting level player for Darren Waller, I don't see any reason to trade him, but yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm with you in terms of like, he's, he's, he's not somebody that you, that you're going to wait on. Right. 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 He's, he's not, he's not a waitable guy. Well, that's, uh, that's it, man. I just, uh, Thanks a lot for joining on, jumping on tonight. I uh, should have had you on a lot earlier, but um, I just have been jumping around a lot myself and not getting as many yeah. shows as I want to. But I really appreciate you spending some time with me on a Tuesday night and uh, and uh, talking some fantasy football stuff with me. Johnny Mac, happy to do it, man. It's good to be back on the mic with you. So Yes, yeah. absolutely. Thanks for having me on, dude. So, uh, once again, everybody knows Superflex Dude on the Twitter machine. Um Listen to this guy. His shows are absolutely awesome. I, I you're on the rotation. I, well, I listen to a lot of podcasts, but every one of your super flex super shows that come across is uh, fantastic information, and uh, I learn from it every week. There's something you guys talk about every week that I that makes me happy or makes me learn. So nice, thanks, man. Uh, well, as the outgoing toast goes, may your home always be too small for all of your friends, my man. <laughs> so. I like it. Likewise. All right. Have a good night, brother. Yeah, you too.